and welcome back to Living Life in My 30s. My name's Zoe and today's episode is called Ageism. I don't know about you, but I've started to notice those little comments, those little acts of discrimination when I mention my age. And today I'm going to be talking about those and I'm going to be talking about the impact and whether it's helpful, harmful and how we can break those taboos. So I really hope you enjoyed the episode and if you do then please give me feedback to livinglifeinmy30s at gmail.com but otherwise just listen away. to this episode. I know that this might be a bit of a sensitive subject to some people, so I hope I handle it in the best way possible for everyone listening. And actually, it's about raising awareness, it's about talking about things that are harmful to people and actually are meant in the most innocent way possible. But it's about driving that awareness and creating an environment for people that is comfortable on a day-to-day basis. So the first thing to talk about is, well, what is ageism? What is it? And it might be one of those words that we don't say enough because, you know, everyone ages. We are all, unfortunately, getting older and it's a part of life. So people put it on the back burner a little bit. They don't really acknowledge the fact that getting older is actually really difficult for some people. We do mention it. We say, oh, I'm a year older, I feel like this. But we don't think about the impact that it has on others and the everyday things that we do that could actually contribute to ageism. So what is it? Ageism affects all ages, but essentially it's discrimination in the job or workplace, at home, that refers to your age effectively and it me- it can be situations such as not getting a job because you look too young, it could be getting let off from a job because you're too old. It can also be something on a day-to-day basis so for example if you're in a shop and it's perhaps known for the younger generation and you're on the older side then actually the shop assistant or you're made to feel like you shouldn't be there. That is also a sign of discrimination. And it's also the same if you're a young person and you're shopping in Marks and Spencers and your friend says, why are you shopping there? Isn't that for older people? Well, the reality is, is why does it matter? And no, not necessarily. But that is just a little thing that happens every day that can contribute to ageism. So yeah, these are little examples and another big one <laughs> which I which I have got and which I've been having very frequently because of buying alcohol, because of going to shop and having the 18 and over restriction, I get asked for my ID a lot and I do look really young. I do look really young. I s- still get told that I look early 20s which is honestly absolutely amazing 
to anyone listening who's in their 30s or 40s, everyone will say, you will appreciate this when you're older. And I do. I do very much. There are some cases where it becomes a little bit tricky. So, for example, with ex-partners, you know, being seen with someone so young, you do get a little bit of a, a look and why are you with someone so young? And I feel like I have to say my age in order to justify the relationship, which is a funny one. But on an everyday basis, it's, it's quite nice to be told that you look young. But then that is also a sign of ageism. Because, you know, it's when people say, oh, can I have your ID? And now they look at my ID and they say, sorry. They say, oh, I'm so sorry. So I'm sorry for looking at your age and realising how old you are, which is effectively what they're saying. And the thing is, as well, is it's not just that. It's the, oh, you look good for your age. Or, oh, okay, I thought you were a lot older. If you look at both sides of the spectrum, yes, one can be a compliment, one could be a negative, but actually we need to think that that comment can have an impact on that person, whether it's good or bad. And actually, even if you meant it as a positive, so for example, oh, you look young, someone actually could take it quite bad, even though that it's meant as a compliment. It's just subtlety in what you're saying and something that is so harmless from the person themselves when they say it but we just need to reflect on what this is actually doing to the person themselves. The other example of ageism and when I was researching other examples was actually an interesting one and one I didn't realise I had but I actually do have and I suffer from a, a disorder called PMDD. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. And it's effectively extreme PMS symptoms. So I get these every month. And it is a hugely difficult thing on my everyday life. So once a month, I can get huge anxiety, I can get depression, I can get pain, I've had to go in an ambulance for before with my pain and it is a really difficult disorder to live with and actually thinking about it, I on the topic of ageism went to the doctor and told them about my disorder and they knew all about it, it's on the system and essentially I've asked about you know getting it looked into further and what I can do and about even a hysterectomy in the future because I do want children so that's that's a little bit uh, not not immediate for me however when I was at the doctor they said well you're still young you can you know these symptoms might ease and actually you know on the flip side so actually I want to be considered a bit older because you know, I've had this for years and years and years, and this is a huge detriment to my life, so why can't I get it investigated now? It just doesn't really make sense to me, and I'm sure that there are other examples of not being referred or being referred because of your age, and 
it's very much circumstantial, I think. You know, whereas some things are are pushed forward earlier because of your age and things are pushed back, and that makes sense, there are some cases that aren't. And another example I had was because I was on Roaccutane. So I was on Roaccutane when, uh, two years ago. So that's for acne. And I was suffering with my skin so much. And because of my age, because I was 28, I got put on it straight away and it was amazing and my life has changed now. But if I'd have been younger, there would have been so much more rigmarole. And that is correct. So I don't want to, you know, I'm not a doctor and I do understand the reasons behind it. But it was just fascinating for me to understand how quickly I got put through because of my age. And like I say, you know, I'm not a doctor. They do these things for a reason. But it's interesting to take the analysis side of it and understand why that is happen happening and how that plays an intrinsic part in ageism. I've talked about what it is, but let's talk about whether it's harmful or not. I think that's a, a big point of contention because we have to remember and me myself, I am very guilty of saying things like, oh, you look good for your age, or, you know, talking about how fit and healthy someone is despite their age. And it's meant with the pure innocence of the comment, and that actually I'm trying to compliment that person. But is it harmful? Is it harmful? And I think where I'm going with this is that actually... For me now, it's not. It's not really harmful. It's just more of something I'm starting to notice. But I can understand that when I get older, that actually these comments will get more and more difficult to hear. And ageism automatically leads to sort of the life and death discussion that is a part of our existence. And actually realising your own mortality is a scary thing to do in the first place. So having these little comments and having these discussions is important to raise awareness on how it impacts someone when you make these little remarks. And what I'm going to do now is talk about my stories. I've got a few anecdotes. And I'm hoping that people will either be able to relate to these stories or you'll be able to be aware of those little acts of discrimination that happen on a day-to-day -day basis that perhaps you'd overlooked. And one of those is when I went to Warehouse Project in Manchester. So for those of you who don't know, Warehouse Project is its a big venue. It's known for 20s ravers, basically. And it plays lots of drum, bass, techno. It's very much the nighttime scene in Manchester. And I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. And I'm struggling to keep up with everyone nowadays. But it's still something I very much enjoy. I went with my friends earlier this year. And we were sat out in the smoking area. And we got talking to this girl who was absolutely lovely. And anyway, we got onto the conversation of how old are you? And it turned out that she was 19. 
Um, I was the oldest one there, so I was 30, and my friends were 29 and 28. And she said, oh my gosh, I want to do this when I'm your age. That's so great that you're doing this. And whilst that was a compliment, the sudden realisation in my head that, oh my God, we are old and we are here. (laughs) It was like hitting a tonne of bricks. I mean, it's still something I enjoy doing and it's, yes, it's targeted at that scene, but also why can't I still enjoy it or why do I need to look be looked at as an anomaly within this environment? And you think about people going to festivals and I love it when you see various families, older generation getting together at festivals. And I just thought, why is this any different you know, it's still an enjoyment of music. So if I wanted to be a raver till I'm 60, I shouldn't be looked at like I'm an oddball. And I shouldn't be looked at like that I shouldn't be there because I've hit the 30 bracket. You know, my situation is that I'm still able to enjoy those things because I don't have any responsibilities. You have to remember that if I had children or if I was a stay-at-home mum, that actually I probably wouldn't make the rave until 4am. And that's okay. But I'm in a situation where I can still enjoy those things. So I should be able to, despite my age. And I wonder, on the back of this example, if there are some people who really disagree. And you could look at it from another perspective. Is that the younger generation saying, but we don't want older people there. And I get that too, because actually, yeah, you don't want your environment to be flooded with older people, I suppose. It cramps the style, which is also a discriminatory comment, I would believe. But then again, what is the venue for? Is it for the appreciation of music or is it for the crowd and who they are targeting to be there? Just one example. And then there's the other example of, which I know a lot of my friends will go, yes, this is so true. And it's the rail card. So the rail card in the UK. So, you know, we have a rail pass until we're 18 to 25. And they've now just instated a 26 to 30 rail card, which enables you to get 33% off, a third off the rail rail tickets basically and it's hilarious because actually financial struggles are real financial struggles are real throughout the ages there are some people who are struggling financially of course throughout their lives and they are working hard but can't afford these things and yet because we are this age we are between x age and x age we have to pay the full price or get that third off dependent on our age. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, just because you're 30 years old, oh, that means you've got a stable job, uh, really good income, and therefore you can pay full price rail tickets. What an absolute joke. I'm sorry. That is just the way I feel about it. You know, my friends work really hard 
they're doing really well. Some of them are PhD students and yet they are being made to pay full price tickets because they should be earning little X amount of money. It just makes no sense to me and it's so sad to see. And the other thing is that I mentioned before is that you know, it's all about image, so people saying you look young or you look old, but also the presumptions on based where you're at. And this is what this podcast has been made for, you know, not just this episode, but this whole entire podcast that I have created is to break the presumptions and really celebrate where everyone is at whatever age they are. And the classic one, and this has been influenced by media, by media, social media, every outlet out there. And the big one I want to highlight is the Bridget Jones stereotype. So the Bridget Jones stereotype being that I'm 30, I'm single, and therefore I should be sat on my sofa singing all by myself because I am sad that I do not have a relationship and that I am not where I'm meant to be. You know, I've noticed that people say, oh, are you in a relationship? And they go, and I say no. And they go, oh, that, but that's okay. Well, yes, it is. Sorry, I've got very vocal. Well, yes, it is okay. <laughs> why do I need someone? Why does that, why does that reaction come from your mouth? Um, the answer is, it's not their fault. It's to do with the societal image that has been created by media and the natural effects of where we should be. So, yeah, that's, that's one that really gets me. I mean, maybe at some point I might be crying on my sofa singing all by myself, but it certainly won't be because of a man. It might be because I've no longer got a pet or something like that. And the other thing, the other example I wanted to talk about was, yeah, interests. So, yeah, feeling like you should outgrow something. So it's like what I said about, you know, going to warehouse project and feeling like I shouldn't be there because of my age despite me enjoying it. And it kind of goes with other things as well. So, for example, my clothes... You think about little things like your clothes. Um, I have a very quirky sense of dress sense. Um, I do recognise that. And I know that some of what I wear would perhaps be for the younger generation. And some would be for the older. And I'm getting to that weird stage in my life where I'm not sure whether I can get away with wearing it or whether I shouldn't. Um. You know, I, no one has really said to me so far, oh, maybe you shouldn't wear this, or maybe you shouldn't wear that. But I do actually remember someone a long time ago saying that maybe I should start thinking about what style I want to have when, I, when I'm growing older. And I've start, I started to notice that with my friends, they're perhaps starting to tone down their outfits and starting to maybe calm down in terms of their age as opposed to the way they're expressing themselves through their dress sense which is interesting and some people will do that some people won't but it is a interesting 
reflection on social pressure and whether that has influenced them and how they're going to dress from now on. So the final one I wanted to talk about, so there's so many when I started writing them down and I just had no idea. So maybe maybe this will be a really good episode for people to actually think about the scenarios they've had as well. But the other is social media, certainly. And I work in advertising and I certainly think about the products we advertise to people. I certainly think about who we're targeting and having an understanding of how that impacts results. And, you know, it's a natural, it's a natural process of advertising that, you know, one product will be tailored to one audience and one product will be tailored to another. But where does the line cross with discrimination in this sense? Like, where does the line cross with, actually, we won't target this age because they won't like it when actually they do? And the thing, the beauty about advertising is that it's all done with data. So it's all done with data and it's um, very much, very much tailored based on what we know already and who reacts well with the product and you know the brand message so it's not taking away from the advertising industry because the advertising industry has done its job for a really long time but then you look at other platforms and maybe maybe people starting out you know for example I have a lot of male listeners on my podcast which I didn't realize that so many males would be so interested in what I have to say and that is an inadvertent inadvertent discriminatory comment and I think about actually the age of people listening as well it's like well you're too young to listen to this podcast or you're too old to listen to this podcast this isn't relevant for you when actually you can't decide what people's interests are what they like listening to, what they like doing, and we shouldn't be part of that influence. We have to understand who it's aimed at and who it's targeted at, but be open-minded with the response we get and from whom. I've talked about some anecdotes, and I think the to bring it full circle is about how harmful uh, or harmless it has been on me. Um, The answer is really difficult because, like I said, I didn't really find it harmful when, you know, in the shop when people were apologising when they saw my ID. But then I think about the other side of it and I think about, you know, actually how does that make me feel? And the reality is, is it has started to make me think about my own mortality and it has made me start to think about how I look, my appearance, how I'm feeling more. And whilst that's a a good thing, it is also a bad thing because perhaps I am more influenced with, for example, products like anti-wrinkle creams or keeping up that youthful image. We are so influenced by celebrities and looking good and feeling good and I think ageism in the day-to-day environment isn't helping that. I want to just summarize this episode because it's 
it is a really difficult topic and I think it will be very sensitive for some people because others will have experienced it more more than myself and you know I've given some anecdotes but the ones that can be mainly brushed off apart from mainly the you know the doctor one where I have to get it investigated more but there are some that perhaps have a real life significance they've had a real detrimental change on someone's life so for example losing your job because of your age is huge and particularly in this climate so obviously in the UK at the moment we're having a big financial crisis and to have that element put in and redundancies being made and you being let go because of that potential attribute is really hard so I'd encourage people to message me if you do have any sort of experiences that I can share then I think it would be really helpful for others to understand the impacts and really hopefully break the taboos against talking about it because we are all aging we are getting older we are going to get wrinkles unless you know you have the best Botox surgeon on the planet and we should be talking about this and talking about the natural effects of what is happening to our bodies and facing discrimination head on so that we can all live our lives as we would in an aging population and feeling comfortable in ourselves. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please send some feedback to livinglifeinmy30s at gmail.com. But otherwise, listen next time.